Welcome back, my friends, to the Gridiron Gang Podcast, Week 10 Preview and Pick Show. I'm here with my boy, Kier. It's a big week for Kier. It's a big week for the Seahawks. You're joining the 12 Army. You're going to be there in Seattle. It's a huge game. We already talked about it, me and Jesse, in the preview show from last week. Like It's going to be such a wild atmosphere. You know they're going to be buzzing and you're going to be part of it. I know you're looking forward to that, so yeah, just want to open yeah, up Yeah, shout that. out Bailey going down him and I. Shout out Bailey. Sunday, uh, we're going to be in the Hawks' nest uh, right behind the north end zone there. Um, yeah, we're going to get crazy. We're going to have some fun. We're going to play some bets before we go. We're going to look. We need We need to win. It's a, it's a must win. Um, only game I'm going to be able to go to this season. My first game I've been able to go to in a while, so I'm... Super excited for it. I mean, yeah, it's going to be unreal. Everybody knows that Seattle's such a home field advantage throughout the league. One of the best in the whole Arguing NFL right now. Yep. Right? I mean, there's a lot of great fan bases out there, but the, the 12s are up there for sure. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm bummed out I'm going to miss a couple of the games, but I'll be I'll be keeping tabs, obviously, and I'll try to rewatch as much as I can. But just because I'm not watching all the games doesn't mean I'm not betting all the games. Damn you know straight, I mean? brother. Damn straight. You know you're already cooking. Like, let's get right into it with the Colts Pats out there really in Frankfurt quick, I again. I just want to say, had another pretty good weekend last weekend. And yesterday night but, as well. What? We don't need to go into all the details of over those bets because it's what can you do for me going forward. That's right. So we're looking to make it three good weeks in a row. Like, yeah, we talked last night. I had two different parlays. One was with a basketball play. Mixed with DJ Moore over four and a half receptions. He had four by halftime. It was an easy cash, no sweat. I had another one that had um, Cole Komet on receptions and Deontay Foreman over 50 yards, one of those milestone ones. Um, We paired those together and was able to hit that as well. So we're feeling good going into this weekend. Let's keep it going, Eli. First game, Colts at Patriots in Germany once again. Colts are minus 1.5. Uh, they're minus 120 on the money line. The over-under is 43. Um, the Bills and the Patriots, I think, are going to have a game plan like they always do, right? If they're known for anything defensively, it's having a game plan and trying to take away the other team's best asset, right? Which is? Probably, I mean... JT, probably. Yeah, right? you got to assume it's the yeah. run game. you you got to make Gardner Minshew beat you. Um, this, I mean, the Colts' defense stinks. And the Patriots, we've seen this year, when they do play a really bad defense, they've been able to have a little bit of success. It does worry me that their top receiver right now is Douglas, the rookie that they have. Obviously, Kenneth Bourne, stuff like that, they're out for the season. So, it does concern me a little bit. But, I think Ramondre Stevenson, over 73.5 combined rushing and receiving yards is a great play. He's obviously their number one back, Zeke backing him up. He had success last week. Um, and I could see that continuing definitely. This Colts defense can't stop a, a nosebleed, right? So they're not going to stop anything. So I like that. Um, I would be keeping an eye on Josh Downs like we have been all season. I mean, yeah. He's been dealing with a little bit of some injury issues. He got injured last week, left the game in return. So if he's fully healthy again, I'll maybe be looking into what he's doing. But that's something I'm not going to force. I'll play it down the line this season for the rest of the season when he's back healthy and full. Um, if he's out, definitely... Like we start, we you were hot all over him in the beginning of the season. Pittman. Michael Pittman yeah. Jr. over six and a half receptions. I think that's a pretty value play, man. Um, this scares me because both these teams stink, but I think I love over forty three too. Yeah, I neither do too. defense is world beaters, and both offenses have showed glimpses of having success. The Colts, I believe, are, the, are 
averaging the league high on points per game right now. I just wanted to take a look because in my mind, I feel like every Colts game has been smashing overs in recent weeks. And besides from the Panthers last week, that was still over because it was a low total. It was 37.5. It hit 40. We're talking Saints 38-27, Cleveland 39-38, Jags 37-20. Those are all well over 50, well over 60 in a couple of them. Uh, I really like the over here, dude. I really do. And I do like uh, Pittman a lot too. I feel he's going to be like, where else is Gardner Minshew going to throw the ball? Like, at that point, I really have no fucking idea. But the Stevenson one... Especially, sorry, especially if Josh Downs is out, right? He becomes really exactly main target Exactly. There. But for me personally, I'm going to go right back to what you said. I'll, I'll be playing Ramondre Stevenson over both rushing and receiving. And I'm going to be spreading that around my playbook this week. I actually think that's one of the top plays for me personally this week. Because he should be obviously the ground emphasis but he's really good in the passing game and you just said like there's no targets now for mac jones to really go to other than a banged up juju the rookie demario uh whatever the fuck his name is douglas Douglas, and um he's been good he's been good but even in years past mac jones loves throwing to this guy too hopefully and they'll hopefully find him maybe in some screen passes some check downs uh, we know just seems like a low total to me. Like that, it really does. He could I, really get some over of those that Europe easily. Games sometimes are weird. Yeah, I mean, never the craziest, but if I don't know, it's tough. It's really tough. I'm trying to think because even if you look at last week, obviously in Germany it was the Chiefs and the Dolphins, and they had a pretty high total. I think it was fifty-one and a half or something like that, and they didn't get anywhere near that, right? Um, but the difference in that is the Chiefs do have a good defense, Really good defense right? this year. And the Colts have put up at least 20, 20-something points on defenses that are statistically better than the Patriots this season. So yep. I really like the over 43. Plus, this is Eli, this is one of those ones, like, if you're going to be up at 6.30 to watch a game, <laughs> um, well, I'll be probably getting up on my way down to go down to Seattle. So we'll probably just stream it on our phone in the car. Um, but do you want to wake up at 6.30 in the morning on the West Coast? To watch a football game and not root for points. No. I mean, an under would be miserable to no. start the day, right? No. When there's no action, you want you want it to be the perfect appetizer to a great day of football. So, I think if you're willing, yeah, over 43, it just it seems low with the Colts. Hopefully, the Patriots can hold up their end of the deal and, and score some. And yeah, I that should be a, a it's almost such a bad game that it could be good, where these teams make mistakes and bad things happen to them both. So. I'm sure it'll be close. Obviously, it's a one-and-a-half point point spread, so Vegas is telling us it'll be close. But, uh, yeah, that's one. Shout-out Linden Book. Hopefully the, hopefully the Patriots get it done for him. Yep, shout-out Book. Next game, Eli, Browns at the Ravens in Baltimore. The Ravens are minus six-and-a-half. They played earlier this season. The Rams – or, sorry, the Ravens absolutely smashed the Browns. Um, the Ravens are minus 290 on the money line. Browns plus 235 over under of 38 what do you what do you, you got any feelings on this one? I got two feelings and they're both from either team. And we're going right back to the well cuz you know I love this guy. It's Mark Andrews. It's always Mark Andrews. Who the fuck else is it going to be? He just proved it yet again when really as you already know Lamar didn't have to do a whole lot last week, but guess who the guy was? Once again, it's Mark Andrews. He's always finding ways to get open. He always has the ability to make tough catches, contested catches. Over four and a half. I mean, like, 
I've hit this at 80% this year. Uh, four out of five times I've played him over four and a half catches. He, he He's done that, right? So for me, it's just like I'm going to keep going back to this guy until he just shows me that he's not going to be the guy to do it. And don't get me wrong, the, the Cleveland defense, it is scary. Like, they, they got a wonderful defense on all aspects of the ball, but if anyone's going to be the guy doing it and someone's going to have to do it, I, I just think it's going to be Mark Andrews. So I'm going to go right back to the well on him this year. I like that, and staying with that same guy, Mark Andrews, his line's at 46 and yeah, a half yards. Yeah, I mean, bump that up. The man. last six games since week four, the last time he played Cleveland, he had five receptions for 80 yards, which is awesome, and he had two touchdowns, Eli. Yeah. So in that, so since that game, so that was five catches for 80. The next game, he had 65 yards, then 69 yards, shout out, then 63 yards, and then 40 was his only miss since then, and then 80 in his last one. This one's a no-brainer to me, right? Lamar Jackson loves it, especially later in plays when he scrambles a little bit. And Mark Andrews seems to have that ability, like so many of these great players. It's almost like the Mahomes-Kelsey right? thing. Yeah, Where the hell else is Mahomes looking, thing, right? right? Yeah, right? Especially with Zay Flowers and Odell being speed guys. Sometimes if their route doesn't develop properly or they're covered, it doesn't. it's not really make the same ability to just get as open. So Mark Andrews is just so trustworthy in this one. I also like Gus Edwards' touchdown, man. He's been the best goal yeah. line back in the league yeah. uh, lately. He, I know from experience, obviously, the Ravens absolutely dismantled the Seahawks last week. <clears throat> we don't have to get into the details. It was a bury the tapes, move on for Seattle, and, and you got to just fight harder, right? And But these guys, the Ravens, they're killing teams. They have so much success. They have so much faith in their running game as well, not just the success, but that makes them believe in it even more so i like that a lot i'm not willing to really bet on the browns in this spot even their receptions just because i have really liked i have amari cooper in fantasy he's been awesome lately deshaun watson getting back healthy and joku like they got these weapons but against a ravens defense where the last time they played them i think they scored three or six points the browns early yeah, this season it was, it was, it was, it was a, yeah it they was got ugly. smashed so it's not something i'm willing to touch um I don't think, to be honest... And that was Browns at year, home, too. Yeah, I just want to add and that. And for the in rest that. of the year, I just... Honestly, I don't know if I'll be betting any props, really, against this Ravens team. Because they're just... They're flying around, man. They're just that dominant right now, that defense. So, I would rather just not lose my money. There's just... You gotta... Like we always talk about, pick and choose your spots. This is one that I will not be picking. Um, for the most part, 38 is a number. I want to say lower, but they might... Both these defense, sometimes when both defenses are so good, sometimes they all set and somehow there's a lot of points in the game. It's true. I don't really want to touch it. Six and a half, I do lean towards the Ravens still just because of the way they've been dominating teams. But in division game, um, that one's a tough to pick. So I really like that Mark Andrews point. I'll be all over his yards. Um, and I'll probably sprinkle Gus Edwards touchdown in that one as well. But it's definitely not one of the ones this weekend that I feel the most confident about props-wise. Me too, me uh, too. On the slate. Yeah, that's just the one thing that stuck out to me was just Mark Andrews. Just keep keep trusting yeah, this guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, especially if it's, you're looking for something to pair with other stuff. I mean, if he doesn't get it, it's, he's one of those guys, I know this sounds crazy, but you're almost okay losing your bets on certain players, like a Justin Jefferson when he's healthy, or a Jamar Chase, or A.J. Brown, or a Tyreek Hill, or Kelsey, or Andrews. These are the guys that... They're so often, and they have such a chance to be so good in the game that it's like if they end up having an off game or not getting tired enough, it's like 
Yeah. That's all right. And you don't get scared to fire back. It's on not like you're going on like a third wide receiver, like a Michael Gallup over right, 50 yards and be like, how the fuck did that not hit? Yeah, like, come dude, on. Like, you know what I mean? You put your regular <laughs> graveyard and go, I'm never fucking betting this clown again. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and when you watch certain games and you bet on certain players and you're like, you bet on a running back receptions and he, the, the ball goes in and out of his hands like three times. You want to fucking jump through the screen and fucking donkey kick. This yeah, you know, you know but exactly how it Mark is. Mark Andrews, someone that I think is trustworthy, and I'm and I'm and I'm willing to bet on. So, moving on, Packers at the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Steelers are minus three on the money line, and minus one seventy. I'm sorry, minus one seventy on the money line, minus three on the point spread. Duh. Minus three on the money line wouldn't make it. <laughs> no. Over under of 39. The Packers coming off their big win last week just shut down the Rams. The Rams looked horrible regardless. I mean, there's issues going on there. Matthew Stafford started off the year super healthy and looking good, but, I mean, they only go as far as he goes. Exactly. And they don't have the pieces on that team around no. him, especially with Kyron Williams out. They had a great running game. They don't have the pieces to pick up what's missing, like pick up the missing pieces there. Um so I didn't wasn't really impressed with the Packers win last week cuz Jordan Love didn't have to do much. The Steelers defense is a real defense. They're not they're they're better than the Rams defense. There's going to be pressure. You already know there is, right? Um I wrote down a few things that I don't mind just to keep an eye on for myself, but I don't know at this stage if I'm really like in love with these props yet, but Jalen Warren over two and a half catches. He seems to be that utility back more for them and with Kenny Pickett, I think I think they'll make an emphasis that because, I mean, he hasn't been playing great. So I think there is comfort for that team where if you don't find something open that you don't feel comfortable throwing, check it down, get a couple yards, get positive, or don't get throw the ball away or get sacked or whatever it is. And kind of just take it. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. Aaron Jones, I don't mind for the Packers because I think if they're going to have any success. Sorry, Kier, was that over two and a half for Jalen Warren? Yeah. Yeah, because like, I'm just looking, like I was like, that caught my attention when you said that because I liked how that sounded. And he's only gone under two catches one time all season. Yeah. So, I mean, that just, that's statistically for me, that's right up my well. I'm going to jot that down right now so I remember to bring that home with me because I actually was not going there when I was... Uh, scrolling through these games so i'm gonna make sure to make a note of that because i love that and i love when you have stats that back up numbers yeah, like it's, that it's a it's pretty he's been consistent at that um with their limited pass game throughout this season so far in certain instances um he's a good check down option and they're able to get some screens to him and he is a, a yeah it's not like player. he's like a naji harris or some no, shit who's just gonna run into a wall and fall down yeah, for like a yeah, one yard loss yeah, you know no <laughs> Well, especially he, at this point, they've made him a clear um, a part of their offensive scheme and not just the backup to Najee. He clearly is in there and has certain plays designed for him uh, to be a part of. So I don't like I don't mind that. Uh, Deontay Johnson over sixty two and a half. Um, he's been good since he's been like back. Uh, George Pickens seems to be their home run hitter, but Deontay Johnson, uh, Kenny Pickett seems to like to find him and get him the ball since he's been back. I kind of hate him, though. He doesn't have good hands. He sometimes just refuses to catch the ball. And then other times he looks like he could be one of the top receivers in the league the way he plays. So that one's a little bit I'm wary on. Um, you know my stance on the Steelers already. They're not my favorite <laughs> franchise. So losing, that's not a guy I'm willing to just be happy no. losing a bet on. Um, and outside of that, like I just said, 
I honestly, it's at three right now. If the line were to drop under a field goal, I'm taking the Steelers at home. Better team at home. Tough place to go play. And just... And proving their ability to win this year, too, right? If anyone has any faith in the Packers, I do think Aaron Jones will need to be a focal point for them. They kind of go as far as he goes to take some of the pressure off Jordan Love. So if you do think the Packers are going to have some success in this game, Aaron Jones over 53.5 rushing yards is not the worst play in my mind. But, yeah, I lean towards this. The Packers have just been so inconsistent, and their offense has been abysmal. Is it fair? I was just gonna say, like, I just have the under, like under. I'm almost thinking yeah. of dropping that under, like 39 between these two offenses seems like a lot of points. What does scare me is Pittsburgh's ability to score defensive touchdowns at yeah, a crazy a rate this year too, and, right? So and stuff like that's that. the only thing that kind of makes me overthink me. it. But like, I just feel like, li- like listen, you're Jordan never loves that comfortable playing an no, under, really, right? No. So scared money don't make money. No, that's so right. If you are feeling it. Especially if you don't have a side or a prop that you really, really like. That's um, right. For me personally, I'll probably just be playing Jalen Warren if uh, Jalen Warren over the catches in this game, if anything. Um, yeah, this is one where it's like you know, throw it on the back burner, find a little thing that you might like, and sprinkle it and with now, something if, else. If right? If the Steelers find a way to dominate Packers, who are a bad team, but win convincingly, like. The, I don't know, the Steelers don't seem that good, but they're winning. It's crazy, man. They're winning games, which is something that is dangerous because <laughs> is. good teams win sloppy games, yeah. right? Um, case in point, like the Eagles last week, Dallas probably, like you guys said, Dallas probably played better and they probably should have just won that game. Good teams somehow just find ways to win tough games, so I don't think the Steelers is that good of a team, but... This is a spot for them to compile another win, right? Yes. Their record, I don't think, is... Or, sorry, their schedule is that difficult going forward. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Now, let's move on to a much more exciting game. You know, yeah. Texans at Bengals. Texans, when I wrote this down over plus seven, I'm sure it's gone down a little bit because I believe Sam Hubbard and T. Higgins were ruled out. Um Plus 240 on the money line for the Texans, and 47.5 is the total. Minus 300 for the Bengals on the money line. This is a weird... Sam Hub, No Sam Hubbard, no T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase is questionable. Obviously, we saw that he fell pretty hard last game, hit his back. He said everything is kind of sore, everything movement sore. I think it kind of just... Takes out. We just made them. We were just making the Mike Tyson spinal <laughs> yeah. reference. That's what reference. it looked like. Yeah, for sure, right? of course. <laughs> I, that guy just got shook to his core. I think that, that's, that, that's a spinal. So coach. we'll keep an eye on Jamar Chase with his availability. Um, Nico Collins also yeah, Nico ruled Collins out on the other and, side. Uh, Damian Pierce is unlikely to play. Yeah. this last week he's obviously the starting running back there for the Texans. The Texans are coming off a huge, huge win, Eli. Uh, record-setting day for C.J. Stroud as a rookie quarterback. I mean, if they if, if anyone doubted that he was the right choice there and should have probably been the number one, then that that solidified it all. I know a lot of people were already discussing that. Um, Jesse and I, and I knew, I think, as well before the draft, we all thought C.J. Stroud was going to be the number one pick. I'm sure the Texans were licking their chops when they realized that uh, the Panthers moved up to take the second-best quarterback, which is tough. Maybe um, even the third. I mean, Anthony yeah, Richardson well, we'll was looking well, good too yeah, before he got tough, hurt. Man. That's tough for the Panthers. Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough start, but um, this is a really weird. I'm sure the numbers moved a little bit back towards um, the Texans. I'll give my little. Actually, why don't you 
tell me what you think about the game, and I'll look that up really quickly because I'm sure there's been a little bit of line movement since we discussed. Yeah, so I, when we were looking, obviously, with all these injuries, not a lot of props are out right now, but there was one prop that I was able to lock in, and that's uh, Dalton Schultz on the 50-yard milestone. Uh, he just, every week, he's just quietly putting together some great games, and is quite literally one of the favorite targets of C.J. Stroud, minus Nico Collins not playing this week now. I just feel like that's going to be somewhere he's looking time and time again to get open for him, and he's been able to do that this year so far. Yeah, absolutely. So the line's actually now moved to 6.5, obviously, so moving the Texans' way a little bit, and the over-under at 47 has dropped down to 47, so dropped down half a point. Not a ton of movement. I'm sure by Sunday when we get more clarity, um, it'll move more, but... I like Schultz as well. There's a lot of reports that Schultz was um, Stroud's favorite target early in the season. Um, obviously, he was having success in certain games with Tank Dell as well. Nico Collins has been doing well. That offense has just been good, and he's been spreading the ball out well. The only thing that worries me about taking any props, I have written down here Tank Dell maybe over 45 and a, or 54 and a half. I also had Schultz written over 46 and a half. The only thing that scares me a little bit is that last week, was such an emotional spend, they, right? Had, every single one of their players had like yeah. over a hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Pick your poison. Like you get a hundred, you get a hundred, you get a hundred because and it was so back and forth that game, right? Deep plays. So that scares me a little bit that there maybe is a little bit of a regression. I don't think the Bucks are very good. We'll get into that when we talk about them. But I think they went back and forth with not so good team. I do think the Bengals are that very good team. Yeah. They're running up to... The um, defense is looking better, but, but Sam Hubbard being out, that's a big miss in, the t- in terms of pressure and allowing CJ that extra second to and see guys. their defense not the best in the world. Their D coordinator, Lou, has a good good schemes, and they make very good adjustments, but they're, they're, the Bengals can be pretty simple as well sometimes, right? So it does scare me. I think the Texans are running the hunt. I think they maybe come back to earth a little bit where they... They went into that closer shoot and it took that much effort and everything just to beat a team that is not nearly as good as the Bengals. The Bengals are hot. If Joe Burrow continues to play the way he is, I just don't understand how you beat him. No. Um, it doesn't matter who he's throwing the ball to when he's throwing it I like will that, say though. this might just be because I have him in fantasy um, as a bench guy, but um, especially depending, I would love to get some receiver lines before we know for sure about Jamar Chase, but Tyler Boyd, Boyd baby, yeah. um, he's had success at, in certain games this year, yep. without T Higgins, it's look for him to step up as for more target share. And if Jamar Chase, even if he is banged up, he might take a certain hit or fall a certain way and be, get uncomfortable again and maybe take some plays off or something like that. I mean, I would knock on wood. We don't want, we want him ha- healthy, happy. Um, I will probably stay away from Chase this week. Me too. Just because this with the betting wise. Um, and just hop right back on him next week when yeah. he's happy and healthy. I know we lost a bit on him last week with those props, but that's going to happen. They still had success. It wasn't a down week for the whole team. He just wasn't as involved. T. Higgins had a great, great game. So I'm not worried about that in a sense. And they can't be insanely great every game, right? No. So you just play the odds there. Um yeah, this one is a game I really am excited to watch, though, too. Can the Texans make that step up and compete with a team that has been in the playoff, been deep into a Super Bowl, a lot of these guys now with the Bengals? Um, it will be a real test because, like I said, I don't think that highly of the Bucks, and it took a lot for the Texans to beat them last week. Now, I know they are they're missing guys, too, right? It's not like they're fully healthy. Um, 
but they're a fun team, man. I enjoy watching them. So this will be a game that, for me, is a lot more just of an enjoyment of watching these players. I know, like you and Jesse said, there's been a lot of comparisons between these two quarterbacks as well. So just looking forward to some entertaining and good yeah. football on this Yeah, one. That, me too, me too. It part. should be just a great watching game for any casual viewer. And I'll tell you what, the Bengals missing T. Higgins and with a banged up Jamar Chase and Sam Hubbard, you know, if they go in there and blow the doors off this Texans Look team, out. Holy fuck. Yeah, look out, look out. Them yeah. and the Ravens, if they go in and smash Cleveland again, it's just, they're, they're a problem. A good problem for those fan bases, but for everyone else, especially the FC. You don't want to be running into them. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to remind everyone, keep an eye on those Tyler Boyd props when they come out, because if they give you something low, like let's say like a 32, 33-yard reception total. Or three and a half, yes, four and a half Yeah, catches, hop on that, man. Expect him to be that so you can make it quick passes, because they know, I mean, realistically on a lot of teams, he could be a number two receiver, and as they have two number one receivers now with Higgins, so... I agree, Eli. I, I mean, we've we've seen him for. in years past. He was the guy there for a long time before this Jamar Chase fella rolled into town, you know? Yeah, like, well, Tyler and, Boyd stepped and up a lot, man. this is the other lot, thing man. about that offense. When they have that many weapons, it's similar to, like, other, I mean, I, I guess name any other team that has a lot of weapons, but there's going to be games where guys don't have points, and there's going to be games where they focus so much on other players that guys are going to get open, so you kind of just hope that Tyler Boyd is that game for him where he just steps up and then you go, oh, yeah, even down one of our main receivers. T. Higgins can take his time to get healthy. We're good. We're rolling. We're the team to beat, right? This Bengals team is going to start slow every year, and they're going to catch fire at the right time. And it's it's crazy. It's like, it is. It is. It's crazy, man. Uh, here's, here's a game for you, man. New Orleans at Minnesota. We're talking a legend in the making in Joshua Dobbs, man. I mean, what a, what a way to announce yourself to a franchise. What an in, awesome incredible, so incredible victory for him and to do it against Atlanta. I love the guy, but guess what? I hate him this week. So I want my Saints to do what they're born to do. They got to get this win, get the division win. It's such a big game for the Saints. This guy scares me, though, man. This whole Minnesota vibe scares me. There's rumors already that Justin Jefferson's back cooking. Probably going to be activated for this one. Man, I'll tell There's you a what, lot to be worried about as a Saints fan for this one, man. I'll tell you what. You guys are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. The over-under is 41. I don't hate that over, by the way. The Vikings are plus 125 on the money line, and... I don't know if I can get there with a money line bet. I don't know if I would do that to you. Just as a as a supportive <laughs> friend, I don't know if that I can make money other ways. I don't need to go against you in that sense. But man, if Justin Jefferson plays that like you just said, the last fucking thing any team needs is to go against a quarterback who put up a performance like that. This guy didn't know who his teammates names. No, no, the it's line insane. Didn't know his cadence. He didn't know the plays. They were running in the plays from and receivers and running backs were reading off their route trees for him. And he was just understanding it and just playing ball, man. He wasn't the most technical player. But he, like, if there's one thing about Josh Dobbs, he may have a bad game. He's fucking going to go out there and put it all on the line for you. He's going to go compete and give you everything he has every single time. And what a way to win over a locker room in and a matter of a one chance. week. How do you not love this and guy and how do you not want to play with this guy? they're going to get back the best receiver yeah. in the league? Look out, What man. are we talking about? Look out, dude. Now... Getting into some props. I mean, we'll see. I already I saw Justin Jefferson's touchdown prop. Any kind of touchdown prop is on the sports book. They don't have receiving props, but just the fact that they even have a touchdown prop makes me think that there's a legitimate chance he might play. Yeah. 
I still like Jordan Addison over 50 and a half. Because even when Jefferson was there at the beginning of the season, when even when this team was losing games, he's been making, he's getting big plays, man. That's the thing, dude. He's the big over catch four target, and a half man. catches yep. at plus 105. Put those together, plus 190. And we've done this before. And you want to add a touchdown, plus 425 just on Jordan Addison. If you want to load up on a play like that. But, I mean, and actually we, we just talked about this earlier. TJ Hawkinson, I like him over five, and he's questionable, but I like him over five and a half catches, especially if Je- Justin Jefferson does not play. Um, uh, this will be a Sunday morning bet, that one for me. Uh, he's hit seven out of nine games this year. He's hit over that prop, and it's at plus 100, Eli. So you'll be able to double your money on that prop for something that has happened almost every time he touches the field this season. Um I don't think that start stops here. Over 49.5 yards for him as well, if you really want. Um, if you assume he's going to get six catches, 50 yards is not Should a happen. crazy number yeah. for him to hit. Uh, and that's plus 175 together. I think you could hit all those. I'm also going, I think I'm going double down on Alvin Kamara as well. And this is a game I really yeah. like prop-wise. Alvin Kamara, over 33.5 receiving yards. So low, I dude. really like. And I really don't hate only over 50 and 51 and a half rushing yards. I think that's a very possible thing. You could put those together or you could just go combined yards because he's one of those guys that might be quieted in the passing game or the rushing game, but there's no way you're, you're slowing him down in both, right? He's one of those guys. Um, so that's something else I'll be on. I might end up on the Vikings. We'll see if Justin Jefferson comes back, I might end up on the Vikings just because I've, I've told you, I've, I said I thought this team was going to go for a run, and then Kirk Cousins went down, and then they traded for Dobbs, and then he did that. So I'm kind of bad. Obviously, he's not Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But this team is going to be able to It creates a spark Their in the clubhouse, man, for showed sure. showed some life last week, yeah. right? They seem rejuvenated. Like you said, it seemed like all was lost there, and now they found that spark again, at least for the rest of the year. Because you don't know what Kirk Cousins is doing. He's not He's not under contract next year. No. Granted, he'll, I mean, if he comes back and can fully recover... I don't. I could see Minnesota giving him money. Like Kevin like, O'Connell loves the guy oh, too, he was right? He's playing yeah. so well. Yeah. He's such a leader. He's so good in that community. And guess what? There's not a lot of fucking top ten quarterbacks. No, there's out not. There. The number one pick so far this year. Not to go up racing again, but is not like you look at all these quarterbacks that have been drafted. Zach Wilson drafted high. All these guys drafted high, <sighs> and they don't work out. It is not easy to be successful quarterback in. The NFL, and you got, got like if you start with a fresh quarterback, you're gonna start losing the interest of a guy like Justin Jefferson. On why should he go resign in a place like that? That's when right. There's no like when their defense isn't great, like he when he could try to go to a contender or something. So I like all that. And last thing I'll say before I hand it back over to you, Eli, is Taysom Hill plus one eighty seven yeah. anytime touchdown. We talked about this. <laughs> um, their goal line play that they've been running that it's wild now, play man. Taysom Hill. They bring in number ninety nine, Big Sanders, and he leads the way for them. They get the he get Taysom Hill takes the direct snap and he goes right behind that big man and they got the jumbo package in. And we talked about this. It's not the tush push, but it's their own version with the personnel that they have that works. They're finding and using strategy that another team uses, but they're making it their own. Because not every team can do that to us. They have the right personnel. That's so right. They, you guys are ma- using the right personnel for what you have to have that success. So I don't hate that for its own touchdown prop. Honestly, Kier, I've joked about this with you, with Jesse, with whoever, for so long now that it's just no longer a joke anymore. Taysom Hill continues to do it 
every fucking week for us. He's literally the guy it, for us at any this point. Different way. He can catch a pass. He, he could throw, throw it. He, he could catch run. it. He could run it. He is special team. Dude, I see this guy there. rocking guys on punt returns. Like yeah. this guy's an absolute gamer. I gotta give him props now. I gotta give him credit, and I'm hopping right on that with you because I love exactly. Which is what hilarious. We're doing. It took you this long to hop on because he literally plays for your team. You would. Think. I I no, really. Right, you know I, what I mean? I've agreed with you over the years. If you're gonna have a utility guy like that. Use him the right way. Don't pay him like you paid him, and then not really exactly. use him. If you're gonna do that move, and now we're seeing go it. for it and do it, and they've integrated and they're setting up plays specifically for him, not just getting him just touches to confuse other people. They're using it as offensively, not like just to keep people. Exactly, guessing. exactly. It's, it's been good. No, I'm. A, I can't. I can't help but love the guy at this point. He's been integral in every way in our wins recently. So I take everything I said back too. I will not be on the Vikings money line or point spread. I'm riding with you. I don't know if I'm. T- I'm not taking the Saints either, but I'm not betting against your boys. That would be fucked. That's up the vibes. Do. That's no, the vibes right there. It. That's that's I'm what we're talking about. I know you wouldn't do that. With Manifestation guys, so. right there. That's what we're talking about. Yep. I don't mind. Yo. I don't mind at all if you're I'm hopping for, on props with I'm Minnesota too, because I, I think those Honestly, are great picks too. I, so if all this, I'm taking all this. I might end up on the over 41 as well. That's not a lot of points. For I think it's over. Like, like you said, New Orleans defense is a bend don't break recently, but they've been letting up points. But their offense has been putting up points too. So I actually like the over 41, and I'll stay away from a side on that. Listen, what terrifies me about our defense? We had five turnovers last week yeah. against the Chicago Bears and Tyson Badgett. And we still gave up 17 points, and we still won the game by only a touchdown. That's why I think this total, 41's too low. We've seen Minnesota with anyone in that scheme put up points. And if you let Dobbs and those guys hang around with this team, they showed last week that they're gonna make, they're gonna try to make plays, and you might regret it. A team like the Bears, you can kind of coast a little bit through a game like that. That's but exactly I right. I don't know with the vibes that's going on in Minnesota. They're four, they've won their four, last four without their best player and the last now what just one without their best quarterback yeah so i mean i think it, offense is gonna tough. reign supreme and in it's this in game, minnesota yeah. too which is tough if this was in new orleans i i think you guys would be a, a bigger favorite and more people would be choosing but this is just one of those minnesota teams right now that it's funky and you don't want to bet against because then if they come out and stink you're like i can't believe i took this viking scene and if they come out and and you bet against them or whatever, and they come out firing, you go, I can't believe Dobbs is just going to do me like that. Well, that's the thing I got right here, Kira, is I got Carr over 243. Mm -hmm. I got Dobbs over 241, and that's rushing and passing combined because we just saw last week, the guy's fast, man. He's, like, low-key, really fast, not afraid to use his wheels, not afraid to get outside the numbers. I think that's such a low rushing and passing total. I think he could go over that with passing alone. Not even knocking my defense. It's yeah. like the guy has weapons at his disposal now that he right. didn't have in Arizona either. Absolutely. So it's like and good plays, good players make good plays. That's it's not right. Even a knock on any defense. It's no. like you can have a great defense and still get gashed for sh- shit. Right. Like, that's right. The best offensive players in the world as well. So I absolutely think that. I think he, I think he's solidifying himself as at least a backup quarterback in the league for the next the, the future. Oh, definitely. Josh Dobbs is a guy. Definitely. That will always be traded or signed to a team that needs quarterback help to just give you that spark of energy. He's going to be like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type um, who just goes in and is just able to bring an energy and bring at least a, a confidence to a team that be like, we have a chance, right? Too many teams right now with the quarterbacks teams are starting that you look and you go, does this team like crazy? Man. Neither of these teams are going to win. No. When you see certain <laughs> yeah, matchups, right? like, at least you got a guy who's going to go for it and try to win man. the game. Now, it's not always going to work for him. He's not the best quarterback no. in the world. 
But he's a gamer. He's willing, and sometimes that's enough, right? Yeah. So that'll be an exciting one. Um, Talk guys, about exciting, if, though. If you guys beat them, I will say, like, you guys are starting to get, put yourselves in a better position. Oh, yeah. Position oh, yeah. Because you're seeing Atlanta yeah. and the Bucks. They're, they're struggling. But yeah. talk about a good game. Is this not game of the week material? San Francisco 49ers at the Jacksonville Jags here? So good. I mean, what? So what a- fucking good, dude. Both off a of bye week, too. Oh, man. Um, not, I was about to say as healthy as can be. Clearly not as healthy as you can be. They're Not everyone's healthy. But the guys that we're dealing with little nagging stuff or guys that we're feeling all right are rested. That's what that's finally too. We're right? Rested yeah. Teams not, not healthy. Um, the 49ers going on the road in Jacksonville. Duval. <laughs> that are probably going to end up moving to London, but the, the 49ers are, I mean, right. <laughs> let's be honest. Like uh. what's crazy about that is everyone's like, Oh, Jacksonville is such a bad fan base. When you see videos of Jake's fans, it looks so fun. Yeah, it does. They look like they're having a blast. It really maybe does. I guess there's not enough of them, but uh, the 49ers at the Jaguars minus three, the 49ers on the road um, over under is 45 and a half. Jags are plus 140 on the money line. 49ers are minus 160. Um, sorry, that move, number has moved down to 45 even, not 45.5. This is a tough one betting, Eli. Like, There's just so many things that can happen, right? Especially with the 49ers, the way they've been playing. But like, they're the 49ers still. They're rested. Maybe like their bye week could not have come at a better time. No, they needed it. Debo Samuel back. Unfortunately, I don't think they're gonna have Trent Williams back, which is a huge blow. Their offense takes their their whole offense takes a hit without him because the way he can pull pull around and the way he dominates people, man. He's just he's one of the best players. You can't replace a guy like that, dude. There, he's. He's the best player at his position throughout the whole league by the widest margin. I think. Like there's no I think doubt that's fair that to say. he's the best yeah. left guard or yeah. left tackle, and argue, I mean I think still people would consider him well, a top five almost NFL player for how dominant he is. Um, McCaffrey might as well go back to the loan. Oh yeah, minus one eighty eight anytime oh, yeah. touchdown. I mean I won't not play that at yeah, this point. The guy's on off. a record pace. I'm not going against you're that just dude. Better off. You're just better off betting it. That's one of those guys again. You're willing to lose if he doesn't hit. Uh, ATM minus 105, I believe, if you want to pair those together. Uh, it's plus 190 if you think the running backs will have success. I think the Jags defense could have a little bit success uh, shutting down the run a little bit. Um, both these teams can be high-powered offenses, but at times they can both disappear as well. Um, this is another one similar to the Bengals and the Texans that I think this is one where you watch the game and you enjoy it and you read it. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to get a. You don't need to take some. Well, you can obviously if you have a lean on either one. Um, Jags plus three at home with the way they've been playing and off a of bye week and with their record is very tempting. But obviously Vegas is still respecting the 49ers a lot and thinking that they're going to come back. Adding Chase Young to that D line, you were saying like that's. It doesn't matter who you, what game plan you come up with. They're gonna. That's hard to stop. It is, man. Right? You like, could play it. We just said before we came on here. I was saying, you know what? Why not a debut sack for Chase Young? And you're like, hold the phone. Maybe they're paying attention to the new toy and they're forgetting about that danger man, Nick well, Bosa. Exactly. You know Maybe what I mean? Can't double him as much or whatever. Or Arik Armstead. Like, now th- this you can't triple two guys, right? So like, many weapons that yeah. they can rotate in and out and keep fresh and keep and just pin their ears back with and you got guys like Fred Warner on that defense and I mean the, 
Yeah, I don't know. This could be the turning point where the Jags get their season back on course, and in three weeks we say, why were we ever even talking about the 49ers not being great? They're right back, right? But this is an interesting one. I really like the under 45 in this game, Eli. I think both defenses are coming to make a statement. I think both offenses, like I said, can disappear at times, and I think... I don't know if this is a game where if there's a fourth down near midfield or something, they're exactly going to No, I think it's a field position game, dude. Yeah, I think so. Trust your defense, be physical, and it's going to be a chess match. And I could be way wrong. This game could go way over. These teams definitely have the potential to go way over. But I'm I'm looking into that San Fran defense and that Jags' ability to stop the run, and I'm thinking under 45. Um, And like you said, obviously... We're wrong all the time, right? Nobody's perfect in yep. game. But this one, I, I do feel I do feel pretty good about the under um, 45 there. I feel less about the props here because just in this game, I really feel like anything can happen. There's so many guys on yeah. both teams who could hurt you. And it's like, like you said, when the defenses are both so capable on both sides of the ball, you have no idea who they're going to be targeting on offense because one guy might get shut down. You might see Ayuk get shut down, Kittle. Next thing you know, that boy Debo's back, and he's going to be here to you. They got way too many guys. guys Too many guys, man. I I like what you're saying. I think you respect the defenses in a game like this. This is a game where defenses say, guess what? We could win championships. We could shut down the best offenses, and they want to make a statement here. over his combined yards has been good for us. Um, He's been hot for them, but again, his defense with that D-line really scares me. And again, Evan Ingram has been really successful for us with some of his props, but when you've got linebackers like Fred Warner, I just... That's a different monster. As a Seahawks fan... I've been burned so many times by this 49ers team. Yeah. Every time you think they're slowing down and you have a glimpse of hope, they just fucking come out and just absolutely they crush do. somebody. So I'm worried about that. Um, so I will not be playing. I will not be playing a side, and I'll be keeping a close eye on this one. Obviously, with the Seahawks in a race with the 49ers for our division, and that, I just want to talk about the NFC standings. I saw something that was um, like, if the season ended today, this would be the stuff. Uh, the, the standings and everything like that. And it had the 49ers winning our division, which which is fair. That's that's how it is right now. And it have us, Seattle, had the, we were the fifth seed. So the first wild card spot. That fucks us. Well, it doesn't fuck us, but that gives us another <laughs> matchup with San Francisco, yeah. a team that's so familiar yeah. and so able to prepare for us quickly. And I think if you look at the way our team is, and I mean, I will... We'll answer these questions ourselves going forward in the season because the Seahawks still have to play the 49ers twice and they still have to play the Eagles and the Cowboys. But I think I would rather have play a team like Detroit, who we've already beat this year and have had their number lead and don't have that shutdown defense. Like I don't know. I just think that the 49ers have so much tape on our team and stuff like that. So all of these games really, really matter for position and that first playoff matchup and stuff like that. And for it us, does. Seattle, it we does. can somehow... Some way, I know it doesn't look seem likely, and if you you would ask me directly after the Ravens game, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. But <laughs> if we can somehow, some way, win that division, even if we're the four seed, our home field advantage is it makes such a difference that like it does, for, man. For it does. A fan like me with my team like this, jockeying in these weeks leading up to the end of the season, the second half of the season, it just makes that big of a difference. And Kier, I promise you, it doesn't matter what seed numbers beside that 49ers team in the playoffs, there is not one fucking NFC team that wants to run into them in and the first round. And that's a team that'll no go way. on the road and punch you oh, in the yeah. face, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so, I, oh, 
Fuck. Yeah, that's a team everyone wants to avoid any any means necessary. But like you I mean, say, that's what we happened last year. We lost them three times last year. They beat us twice the regular season and the playoffs. And so a team has confidence over a rival, and they have that much game tape. And on paper, they're probably the better team too. It just it sucks, man. Really fucking sucks. Sorry, not a therapy session. The 49ers have been banging me for years, so we'll move on. Maybe the next exciting game. Not actually. Titans at the Bucks. Um, Titans are plus one on the road, minus 105. Bucks are minus 115. This is a pick em game, Eli. Uh, basically the same so. spread. Over, under of 39. I got a lot of stuff written down for this game, Eli. Um... Well, let, let's keep it simple. I don't think the Bucks are that good. I don't. The Titans are a team that I think can be frisky. That the Bucks don't have the same defense the Steelers have, and I think I think the Titans might be able to have some success here. I like them plus one or on the money line if you want it. I like Will Levis over two hundred twenty and a half passing yards. I think he'll be able to go deep, and the Bucks seem to want to run. Like Todd Bowles doesn't really adjust. It seems like Todd Bowles very much. Tries to be like, you're not going to run the ball on us. And then they doesn't really equate for the pass game. And I think if they're going to have success with Will Levis, just kind of thinking about his first two games, he, his, their success was going deep, right? He wasn't picking um, the defense apart when he had those four touchdowns. He was throwing the ball deep. He's getting DeAndre Hopkins involved and he's moving the ball, right? So I got DeAndre Hopkins over 60 and a half receiving yards. I, like I think he could get that in just a couple big plays. Um, I'm not sure what his receptions are at, but I'm sure they're probably four good and a as half. Well. I think when I saw um, him, yeah. you could do him for a touchdown as well at plus one sixty-two. John Day Hopkins, just because if you think he's going to catch one of them, maybe he had two or three. He had three touchdowns of the four, right, from Will Levis. So that's awesome. Uh, King Henry, Derek Henry. I think over eighty-one and a half rushing and receiving is very, very simple, very, very easy. I like Derrick Henry over one and a half catches again. I gave that to you last week. Yeah. He cashed it in the first Real quick. quarter. Real quick. Um, and you know what? You could even take him for over 12 and a half receiving yards or 64 and a half rushing yards. I don't mind the combined because either one of those yep. could be big. But if you want to split them and you want to just get one of them, um, that's smart too. And I like Rashad White as well going back the other way. Over 25 and a half receiving yards. And you could do over three and a half receptions. He, this is a guy who they he, they check the ball down to, and not just check the ball down. To, they get him involved in the passing game on swing passes and stuff to get they him the ball. In Especially space. the last few weeks, he's really he's been a really great, stepping he's been up. A yeah, great target for them with Baker, and I think this Titans defense and this Bucks defense will not get into the shootout that um, the Bucks did with the Texans. But I think both these teams might have the ability to score or run dry. 39, I feel like I like the over, actually, Me but too. I probably won't touch it if I have this many props on the game. Yeah. Um, but I could see this game being one of those games where t- guys guys score. I like I like the props a lot here, man. And honestly, like, Will Levis, he threw one pick last week against a great Steelers team, but that's trying to win a football game. He, he made every right decision. He threw the ball yeah. away when he was pressured. I've been so impressed with him so far. So impressed. No, they're not. No, exactly like you say. And I'm loving his over total for this game. I love Hopkins over total because like you just said, he could do that in two catches, three catches. Will Levis has got a fucking cannon. He's got a lot of trust already in DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, the first game he played, we saw where he just said, fuck it. DeAndre's down there somewhere. And was just whipping it. Yeah, I mean. Multiple touchdowns, like. 
I love what you said with Rashad White because, like, like I just mentioned, he's been so involved in the last few weeks. He's been like the true focal point of that offense. I I can't I I'm I don't know I got a sickness or something I can't not hit the over on Mike Evans four and a half they keep putting these numbers out sometimes it's gonna go sometimes it's not but and I will say this too a little bit lately I yeah I just don't know <laughs> Baker's not been turning the ball over like no he has this is one of those games where every now and then every four or five games as soon as you start thinking Baker like man he's not that good then he has a game where you go, well, is Baker kind of good? And then he has another three, four games where he's not that good, whatever. Right? So I do think um, this is maybe a game where they can have success. But I, it comes down to me, if I'm playing a side, I do like the Titans, actually. I think they I can too. get it done. Um, it's just a better coach team. Yeah. Seems like they have some energy. Uh, Derrick Henry's really starting to run in. Like, he is. He's looking good again. He's looking good. Always this time of year yeah. is when he kind of gets his legs under him and he, and he just starts dominating teams a bit more. I find he's had more... Um, He's had more impact in the passing game, so um, those are some props. I really like a lot of different props for him in this game. Um, moving on to the next game. This one is a weird one. Falcons at the Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, plus one and a half are the Cardinals at home and plus 105 on the money line. Falcons minus one and a half and minus 125. So oh, nearly a pick as well, Eli. And he's back, baby. And honestly, Kyler. It probably will be a pick Yeah, no, he is back. The Munchkin, he's back, back in it, baby. And James Conner is questionable to return. They did cut um, one of their guys to make room on the roster to uh, to bring a running back as well. So you got to assume that means that they think that there's a decent chance that um, James Conner will be ready to play. This one, so one of the props I really I, I don't mind is Tom, Tom, or Tyler Algier touchdown. Arthur Smith said that he thinks <laughs> this guy is one of the best, if not the best, short goal line pack in the league. Um, so I get that. I get, I, and I understand that. If you want to use him to hammer in the nail and you want to thunder and lightning, whatever, and you want him to be that short yardage back, I get that. But I don't understand the lack of touches and the lack of running your offense through Bijan Robinson, especially when you're losing games. It's not like they're winning it's all not, these games and they not, go, oh, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's you guys are fucking, fucking crazy. Losing, it's man. crazy like, what they're doing with this guy. Man. Uh, it makes really no is, dude. sense. That being said, the Cardinals have been horrific. But Kyler Murray comes back. Obviously, it's from an ACL, I believe, last year. So you don't, you don't bring your quarterback back and let him start, especially a guy you've paid as much money as him, unless you think he's fully back. Um, the under on his rushing are just tempted to me. Maybe he's just a little gun shy to run it, but I also just won't be playing that because I'm not, I don't really love playing a lot of unders for player props. And I mean, like I just said, if he's back, obviously his knee's healthy enough. They don't have a concern really. So, um, that kind of worries me. If James Conner will play, I think they'll give him the ball. Uh, he usually is quite good for them and give him props. If not, Eli... DiMarcado, their other running back, has just been ruled out with a foot, a toe injury or a foot injury. So Keontae Ingram is their only healthy running back on the Cardinals roster as we speak without knowing uh, about James Conner. If James Conner does not get cleared to play this game, Eli, I think that's a guy that you might as well just hammer some props oh, yeah. because he's their only choice. And you know they are going to try to have to run it to try to alleviate some pressure from Kyler Murray coming back. Uh, a little bit of ring rust does concern me. With Kyra Murray, ring rust, that, that's a term that is more used for MMA and stuff like that because they use, obviously, the ring. But, like, when you're out of it for a while, you can't. it's very hard to just come back and just be firing on all cylinders. There's guys, there's timing with your guys that you haven't been. Obviously, they've been practicing again, but 
that isn't where it was. Um, and let's be honest, it's not like he has a great team around him where he's stepping back into like a 49ers system no. where it goes, just no. do a couple of these things and you'll be good. Like He has to go and that this Arizona team, he has to be a hero. And Atlanta and has a good defense, too, I like, know, typically. But Atlanta's so. such clowns, yeah. man. I can't, <laughs> they really like, are. They this really seems are. like a game that I want to make. Give me the Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals. <laughs> Fuck. These Falcons are so frustrating. Um, I, I will say this, too. I saw Kyle Pitts uh, mispractice today or yesterday um, to welcome in his new John son. John who, if he's not playing. No, he's not hurt. He just had a kid. Okay, okay, okay. So maybe bet Kyle Pitts. Baby vibes, baby, baby vibes. Bump. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep. Yep. That always seems to It really does it for work, whatever but, like, reason. It's one of those ones that you're going to you're gonna be mad at yourself if you didn't bet it and you see Kyle Pitts out of nowhere just have a great game. <laughs> and this is, I don't know, Heineke played okay, not great. Better than Ritter last game, but like, is he going to have an explosion game against a defense like the Cardinals who are piss poor? Is he going to go out there and just finally and look good again? And you go, oh, here comes, and then I feel like that's one of the games where you go, like, oh, the Falcons are pretty good, and then the next game they're going to ruin it by doing the dumbest shit yeah. again. So, yeah, this is a tough one for me, um, especially with the props. I'm not quite ready to get deep on this Cardinals team with props. So, James Connors, my favorite play always with the Cardinals so since he's been out I've kind of just been staying away from them um maybe fade them they did get shut out last week too so that's tough yeah that's tough you can't have a lot of confidence but you're getting Kyler Murray back so there's I mean if there's any if there's any better situation right after getting shut out 27 to 0 get your franchise franchise quarterback quarterback back, back healthy so um, yeah, you too, anything else on that game? I mean, that one's, no, too many unknown variables for me personally, yeah. and like I can't trust this Arthur Smith idiot. Like he keeps doing everything that I wouldn't be doing had I be in the position to be calling the plays. You but know what I mean? Like, so, oh, uh, Bijan <laughs> yeah. creates an excellent distraction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I you get drafted that, him like, eighth overall for a decoy. Like, get the fuck decoy. out of here, like, bud. You know like, what else on. he does? He runs the ball and catches the yeah. ball very fucking well. Yeah. Give it to him. Yeah, I don't um, know, man. Honestly, I feel gross that we've even talked about that game for this long. I just don't have that much of a feel. I don't obviously being a Seattle fan, I'm not it's not I'm not a Cardinals fan. I hope I hope they win this game though, because I would like them to I'm mean, sure you want the Falcons to lose, but I want the Cardinals oh, yeah. to get the worst pick possible while also still sucking. Yeah. That sense, <laughs> yeah. Right? So Yeah, I want the Cardinals to win. I'll just put it that way yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, you guys are in that race for sure you want them to win. Next game, Lions at the Chargers. Another kind of weird one coming off of how the Chargers looked last week. Uh, Chargers are plus three at home. Obviously, they don't really have a home field advantage there in L.A. They got one Chief lady, travels, though. Especially with the way yeah, they do have that one lady, for sure. We're after Dobbs performance. Maybe she's back in the Minnesota Yeah, yeah that's right. Cool. That's right. Um, yeah, this is a weird one. So, the Lions are minus three on the road. You know that Lions fan base has been waiting so long oh, to be good that they'll be traveling to a game like they're this. gonna pack into yeah, that they'll stadium be there, they'll be there over under a 48 and a half david montgomery is back amon ross st brown is healthy this lions team is getting healthy and they're probably still pretty pissed off you their last game they played they got absolutely waffle stomped by the uh baltimore ravens that you know dan campbell wait was that their last game uh, no, Raiders, like, Raiders, Raiders, yeah, yeah, they came the back Raiders. and bounced back. Yeah. But I mean, that's Which the Raiders, like right? Game. Like, you yeah, slept yeah. That game. But I think going into that bye week, I almost—that's right. Yeah, they did play. The It'll Raiders, still be fresh in their mind, though, for a, sure. A sting from that game, big being dominated, time. where they had so much confidence to start the year, right? 
Um, and they were beating teams, and they looked really good. And then they get when you think you're invincible in a sense, and then you get smashed like that. It hurts. Like I kind of went through it. That Seattle, I thought was gonna have a real chance against Baltimore, and then it's so demoralizing. Same punishment when for a two team teams, just right? Dominates yeah. you, man. It's so demoralizing. But they are back. They're healthy. Chargers last week. I mean, they found a way to win that game against the Jets. With one of the wor- Jets have one of the worst offenses ever, but their offense did nothing it for was the Chargers. Ugly, they man. got beat up by that Jets defense, and they still find- found a way to win by a lot. So this is a weird Chargers team because. In, le- in years past, that would have been a game they lost. Yeah. Every single time to that Jets yeah. defense, they would have looked horrible, and you go like, but somehow, some way, they found a way to win and kind of in a blowout, too. So it's a strange one. I think I'll be taking the Lions minus three. I think this team is good. David Montgomery is back, so they got him and Gibbs. That one will be a, it'll be interesting to see how they split that. You were talking about how you want Gibbs because. The last couple of weeks, we've been doing combined yards on Gibbs, and he's done Just so well with him. Just He's it. really established himself there. I think he had 20-plus rushes last week for well over 100 yards. Like, he's he's looking great. He's looking like that high draft pick they drafted him at. But, David, don't forget, David Montgomery also looked great before he went out for he that did, injury, he did. right? Uh, you got to assume he'll still get some goal line touches just because that was his role before. Um, I do... I hope that they get them more involved and run both of them in sets. Uh, have Jimmy Gibbs play a little more receiver in certain positions when you keep Montgomery in as a running back. Different things. Keep the defense guessing. I think they can both have success. I don't think this Chargers defense is good. I think they struck some fool's gold last week. I mean, they had a special teams touchdown. It's two weeks they've done that this year, too. Remember they had like all those sacks. Khalil Mack had like six in one six game earlier game. this year. I think yeah. against the Raiders, maybe, or something. Bad but team. Yeah, thing, yeah like, bad offenses, yeah, and they beat up on teams, them. But if a team that can keep up with them and get a shootout, I feel like this is one of those games that the Chargers go back to the Charger yeah. ways, and they find a way to lose this game. I love four, over 48.5, Eli. Uh, I think this game could be in the 50s easily, right? I do, These too. These are both teams that can score um, and are willing to push the ball down the field. Uh, none of the props are up yet for Gibbs and Montgomery, so that's something I'll be keeping a close eye on. I got Sam Laporta over five, four and a half, and over fifteen and a half. If you think this game is going to be a shootout, which I do, um, he's been consistent for them, right? He's been great. He's only getting better and more comfortable in that offense, being a rookie. Um, and then I mean, healthy Amon Ross St. Brown over 88 and a half yards is not crazy either. That guy's a game breaker, right? He's, we've seen him have super, super success in, in games like this. So if I do play any running back odds, just while you look up some of that stuff that you're looking at here, I would say that probably I'd lean towards Gibbs over combined yards and then Montgomery for a touchdown to kind of push it in. I know they'll give him some touches, but I just don't think you can... I just, it makes no sense to take touches away from Gibbs with the way he's been playing. No, it now. Obviously, you have to get Montgomery some touches because he's been successful too. But like, I think this Lions team could get right here too, and just and and I put like, themselves in a position for the rest of the season. Kira, I honestly like pushing this line towards like a six, six and a half if you can. I I wow. think I really think Detroit. Is just a much better football team in in every sense around, and every yeah. every facet. Like, don't get me wrong, uh, the Chargers they they did look 
good defensively two weeks running but that's against Zach Wilson who's had his struggles and against Tyson Badgett the previous week right so I think they're coming against a different monster Jared Goff has been fucking incredible for almost the entire year uh they're getting a huge piece back as you just spoke to David Montgomery he personifies the type of mentality that Dan Campbell wants to bring to football. You know what I mean? That grit, that tenacity, get those dirty (laughs) yards. You know, I think everything to me just screams to me that the Lions are going to fucking smoke this Chargers team. I love the Laporta prop. I had that as one of my top props of the week. I just think this guy every week, it's almost like Buffalo and Dalton Kincaid. Every week he's getting better in the system. Every week he's looking more comfortable, making big plays all over the place, getting in the end zones. That makes me feel even more confident about... About my picture. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love every, I, I don't even care that they're on the road because Detroit is coming in to take over the fucking stadium. Like, they're going to have like 90% of the fans in there. Yeah, they're going to be booming, the rocking. defense is not the New York Jets defense. That Jets defense is phenomenal, but we've also seen defense's abilities to make this Chargers offense disappear, yeah. right? And like you said, if it gets, if, they, if a defense can do that to them again, with an offense that is even resembles half of an NFL offense, there's a chance that this Chargers... And I'm also... I've said this over weeks past, and you just know that I'm I'm sick. I hate choosing the Chargers. They bang me every which way. (laughs) I bet them they lose. I bet the Jets last week plus three and a half. What stupid fucking bet. And the Chargers (laughs) bang me. And then offense... I Exactly what I predicted. I Like, exactly what I predicted was going to happen with the Jets' defense and the Chargers' offense. But they're just... Complete inability to even look like they want to be playing is like it's tough, man. Like when you look at guys like Josh Dobbs got traded to the to the Vikings there, and he does a performance like that, and you're like, why the fuck have the Jets? Why uh, we'll get into the Jets? We'll get into the Jets later. You know what? We'll stop that thought there, but we'll save that for when we get to the Jets game. Um, but yeah, this is another game where you feel pretty good about, and if you do like these things, um. I like it yeah, a lot, man. You can throw them yeah. Moneyline lines is only minus 155, so if there's a prop you really like or the over you really like and you want to try to parlay them, these little two-team, two-leg, three-leg parlays are kind of where you're going to find your bread and butter if you're not, um, if you don't want to lay a little juice on straight-up bets. If you really like a team like that, a minus 155, up your units a little bit and just take a straight shot at a team um, with either props or a team. Like, those, that's the best way you're going to try to make money, but if you like a little... A little better odds. I'm getting little all little the sauce slack. in this one. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. I'm fucking loving this Detroit extra team CD, for this one, man. Sauce. I really am. Yeah. There's a thing about fake wins for me, which grind my gears. And we just yeah. saw two fake wins from LA back to back. And Herbert's banged up. He's got this weird finger injury. He has no other fucking receiver now other than Keenan Allen. Coming at him all game that's what too, I'm right? saying. Like yeah. I, d- I think this just spells Detroit all over the place. Yeah. But we're in line on that. That's, that's enough for that. Uh, New York Giants, Dallas here. I, I'm telling you right now. I gotta get this off my chest because these pro- like these sports books. I don't know if they want to hand out free money or what the fuck's going through their heads. There's no way you're giving me a CD Lamb line at five and a half catches after the last two games he just had coming in against a, a New York Giants team who they fucking decimated earlier. Jake Ferguson three and a half catches both over in their yards. I had to lock that in the second I saw it this yeah, week. And- the Giants do have good defense when you really think about it. Like they they limit other teams and stuff. They are good, but 
it comes to a point with now that I mean with this Tommy DeVito guy, like their their offense is so bad, the receivers are so bad, so bad. They, their offensive line is so bad. Sa- I feel so bad for Saquon Barkley out there. He's, He's just stuck, on an man. island. Yeah. When they can't move the ball at all, and their defense has to play the whole game, you got to assume that the Cowboys get in good field position at times and um, just putting the hurt on just the fresher team that they're going to have success like. Spread is 17. The Cowboys are minus 1,500 on the money line. Giants plus 900. (laughs) The over-under is 39. I would say under, but the Cowboys might put up fucking 50 themselves on these idiots. They really might. Fucking insane. The Giants are the worst team in the league. I don't, like, they have to be. But that's... It's tough. They don't. They're missing their two quarterbacks. It's like, brutal, man. Obviously, brutal. Cowboys would still probably win, or are still going to win this game if it was Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor. But at least you could be like, oh, division game, a little. There's something you can make about it. Take with this them, point at least. spread to cover. Or whatever. Yep. This is a joke. C.D. Lamb over seventy-seven and a half yards, over five and a half receptions. Jake Ferguson over thirty-six and a half yards, three and a half catches. He's been he's been an integral piece of their offense this lately he's emerging big really time pushing yeah. him in he just seems to get open short routes he's got good hands he catches the ball he makes plays he hangs on to the ball he didn't turn the ball over ever so no he's brave too he's he'll take good. punishment and hold yeah, on to it for good. sure and we've man. seen in that role dalton schultz before he yeah. went to the texans have yeah. had success jason witten obviously there's guys in uh Dak's always that loved his tight ends, man. That they've had success with, success with, but Eli, let's let's move on, man. Let's, no, no need I, to spend it, any more time on it. Dude, it gets to the point. Uh, this will be my last point. Uh, <laughs> it's it the point that if the Cowboys go out and just fucking beat up Tommy DeVito, it's not even fun to watch. No, anymore. it's you just sad, bad, almost. Man. Yeah, like, it's sad. This guy's in over his head. He's doing his best, but it's just not a position he should ever be. And like. It's sad to watch all Honestly, this. The guy get his abuse. We're just watching abuse. I it's hate to laugh at man. people's misery, but like watching, no, watching, making, I mean, but watching Dable on the oh, sidelines yeah. just blow. Like you can see he's about oh, to pop yeah, a vein in like, his fucking head at this point. Like, like yeah. seriously, like the guy's so over what's well, happening. Like, there. I, I feel it's bad for him. I don't feel that bad because he's playing in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. like, you're living your dream, but like it does suck, man. He's, he's and the Cowboys get after the quarterback. The old lines. Oh yeah. Like. Micah Parsons. He's, is he's out to eat, man. He's out fun. to eat. I honestly think that the Cowboys could sleepwalk through this game and Me still beat them. Uh, I'm, honest, I, I'm not because there's a lot of other bets I like more this week, but I'm almost tempted to just play the minus 17. That's how bad the Giants are going to be. Like It's it's comical it's to say, but yeah, it, it seems total, like this a lot. This game's a total afterthought for everybody but... Cowboys and Giants fans. Even for Giants fans, they're probably not even going <laughs> to I, I think they're going to want to look away at some yeah. points for sure, man. Next up, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, man, Commanders in Seattle. Seattle minus six and a half, minus two seventy-five on the money line, plus two twenty-five for the Commanders. Excuse me. Over under a forty-four and a half. The only this this scares me a little bit. I think the Seahawks are going to win the game, and I'm confident in that. And I'm going to beat, like we said, I'm going to beat it. I'm going to be rude, and I think we do well. And I think this will be a bounce-back game for Geno Smith. I think this defense is not nearly what Baltimore is. I think we'll have success running the ball a little bit, getting the ball in his hand, play action, get everyone back involved, and kind of, kind of okay, Seattle kind of settled back in. But minus 6.5, Eli, when you only put up three points the week before, <laughs> is really tough to swallow. And the yeah. Commanders won last week. I know it was the Patriots, but, like, Sam Howell's not bad. Obviously, their D-line is nothing like it used to be, but, like, Six and a half is a lot to give up when he scored three points, man. 
It's fucked up. That's more than twice the points you had all game. Granted, it right, it's not the Ravens, but that being said, I'm all, I'm obviously all over the Seahawks in every which way. Um, I'll be taking them. What is their points total? I'll be looking. I'm just gonna look up their points total really quick. If you want to give, if you have any, props yeah, yeah. So like so, Kier, what stood out to me is exactly what you just alluded to. Um, I I think uh they're gonna make an emphasis on hammering the run game, especially to open up and ease. Gino back into his confidence he's so good in the play action really good at rolling out and seeing the field from there for that reason we talked about it before the show uh I think Kenny Walker over 64 and a half and I also I I like if you want to take his receiving and rush totals together because we've seen Kenny pop off for some huge gains in receptions too I I just think he's gonna be uh, a centric point of this offense after being held nine carries for 16 yards or whatever it was last week that ain't happening again. Not against this Washington front seven. Not without Montez Sweat. Sorry, um, uh, it is Sweat. Sweat and uh, Chase Young. Yeah, this is Washington we're talking about here. Yeah, so th- those two are gone. Yeah, yeah, those two are gone. Uh, I think Kenny Walker's gonna feast in this one in a big way. And I think, like you said, I think Geno's gonna have a big bounce back. The one thing that I do love here is I, I kind of love the over because. Man, Sam Howell, like Jesse said, this guy's the funniest fucking guy in the entire football league. Like, he is literally a gunslinger. Live and die. Yeah. He, he's going to make big plays. He's going to make big mistakes. He looks like sometimes before he starts, while he's looking around, he goes, like, <laughs> fuck it, check this shit out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, He's got yeah. that he attitude. He he's got so, that like, swag, man. I think he prefers to throw into coverage than an open guy. <laughs> no, seriously, and man. And it's awesome because, like, you know what? I'll... I'll say this about him, man. Like, I'll especially for a team like Washington who hasn't been super successful as of late. I would go down swinging with a quarterback who's gonna fucking sling it every single time, than having a guy who just takes sacks or does nothing or like check Zach down Wilson, after check like, down after check like, down. Throw the fucking ball, yeah. dude. If you suck, you suck. Yeah. Let's figure that out and let's deal with it. Let's not pretend like it's. I don't know, man. I just think I think points are gonna be plenty in this game for both teams. I think Seattle's gonna put up a ton of points. I know you just checked their team totals. I'm interested in what you're gonna say so there because I think to get into plus money, you had to be over twenty six and a half. That's starting to get up to territory where you're getting a little dangerous. Obviously. Um... Or sorry, maybe it's twenty seven and a half, but you're starting to get in dangerous territory. There's only minus one eighty for over twenty three and a half. I think we'll score twenty four points. I think that's, um, I think that's very possible. Uh, I think I like Geno Smith over one and a half passing touchdowns. Yep. I know, I know he's kind of been crazy as late, but I think this is a relaxed game. The Ravens play a lot of man coverage, and that's where Geno tends to struggle, especially with how they disguise with all their blitzes and stuff like that. Like, it was really tough. He had a bad week, but he knows he had a bad week. He's not shying away from nope. it. He, he knows that, and he's ready to come back, and he's ready to play better, and I think he just, it's just a matter of time. I think it's, this offense has to get unleashed at one game, and I think this is the perfect game for them to do it. Um, I don't, I know, I probably won't place this bet for myself, but I, I had it last week. Um and I will maybe put it in a parlay. Brian Robinson, I think he'll get a touchdown. I think we're, I think he just he seems to do it every just, week he these just days. Does. Yeah, he finds a way, man. He's good. He's just good. Um, he's one of those players. I don't know. I just get one of those feelings from sometimes. That, like this guy's gonna score. I this. mean, when a guy gets shot in the leg and he comes back and he's doing what he's doing, you gotta respect this guy. I mean, what, back. what tenacity, I know this is man. Not even this year, and we're just getting the sidetrack. But I mean, this is we're talking ball, and this is what we love to do. Like when he came back out last year to many men. 
Which, dude, that was incredible. I mean, come that on, man. That was so cool. That man. was just Good awesome. That, that was, was awesome. Probably the second best entrance to a stadium behind Aaron Rodgers this year with the American flag right before he fucking tore the <laughs> yeah, I mean, I That shit was such a roller coaster, bro. I was watching that, and I'm like, nine, I was almost like emotional being like, this. what a cool... This is America, you know what I mean? Like, after spending four years down there uh, for college and, like, like how much of like, that personified, oh, like, fuck. that was New York, that was America, and then just to instantly end his season with an injury. Honestly, it doesn't really get any funnier than that. Injury's not funny, but the, 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 the whole scenario, the instant, like, yeah, like the you Jets, can't even fucking make Jets that up in any... And somehow, like, he just cursed himself going to that franchise, but whatever. <laughs> We keep talking about the Jets. It's not even the Jets game. <laughs> We're back to the Commanders. They're just so fucked, man. You can't, can't help but go there, man. Um, oh, so this is one well. that will be interesting because I'll be there. I'll probably bet the over while I'm there just to root for points so that I have something to console myself when the Commanders score against us. <laughs> I might end up playing uh, a Jake Bobo touchdown just because he's so much fun. Um, and obviously, Bailey and I are big Bobo guys. We always talk about him and stuff like that, so... Um, Seattle's just such a weird team gambling wise when you talk about props because there's so many guys on that team that can have a big week or disappear or all this kind of stuff right um, we talked about I think, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is 39, 39 and a half and 3 and, and, and a half, half catches. Yeah. Um, I think he is developing and he's starting to find his position on there sometimes I think maybe it's not overall totally helpful to our offense. Sometimes they're designing stuff for him. Um, but he's having success. He had a touchdown. Um, not last game, obviously, we had no touchdowns. The game before, though, the game-winning touchdown against the Browns with uh, DK setting that block. This team's kind of certain. seems like they're just... They have good vibes, so we don't have to talk about this one anymore. I'm going to be there. This one's a huge game for us. The last thing I'll say about it is just... We talked about this. This is a game with Seattle. They just simply have to win. Yeah, they do. And by any means necessary. Doesn't matter if they cover the fucking spread. No. It doesn't matter if they don't play that well. You have to win this game. Win ugly if you have Next to, week, 100%. We got the Rams. And then we go into 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. That is just an incredibly tough stretch. And then after that, we have the Titans, the Steelers, and the Cardinals. We need to win another five games, realistically, to get us to ten, probably. Which means we either need to win the next two against the Commanders and the Rams, and then beat the Titans, Steelers, and Cardinals to finish the season. Or steal or one did, in there. And if that happens, I'm that's the least confident I'll ever be in a ten-win team. Because if we lose to the 49ers twice, and the Eagles, and, and the, the Cowboys, Boys. and then we've just lost to um, Baltimore. the Ravens and the, and the Bengals... Now, there's just at least five teams ahead of us <laughs> yeah. that you've got to assume that we're not going to beat in the playoff. Never mind it's going to be a tough Detroit team. Never mind you're not even including other teams in the AFC who are very, very good, um, which you don't have to worry about unless you get to the Super Bowl anyways. But, like, if we can't lose to Philadelphia, Dallas, and the San Francisco 49ers, so these are just all must-win games at this point if the Seahawks want to have success and make it deep into the postseason. So, I'm ready. I'm ready. That's why we're getting boots on the ground. 
Yeah. Traveling, <laughs> you got to touch grass for this one. I, I got to be there, man. I might try to get on the field. I might, I might lace him up for real. I might lace him up and get no, him and then get the kickoff team. I'm fired up for you to be there for that game because I think it's just going to be a great game, like an entertaining game. I do think there's going to be tons of offense. I'm fired up. I'm rooting for your Hawks. I'm rooting for that playoff push for sure. And, yeah, shout out Bailey again. going to be great to have him out there too. So really, really oh, pumped for that fuck. one. Buddy, fuck. Man, buddy, fuck. Next, the team we've been talking about through the whole Cats stop talking about them. The worst team, the worst offense in football by a fucking country mile. New York Jets are in Vegas at the Raiders. Give me the under. Yeah, over under of thirty six and a half. You could probably drop that over under down to seventeen. Yo, if you get if you can find a way to get that to fourteen, hammer that. The Raiders are minus one, minus one ten for both teams. It's a straight up pick 'em. This one's a stinker. Both teams have... The Jets have a phenomenal defense, and the Raiders have a pretty good defense themselves, man. Holy fuck, is this the Sunday nighter? No, yeah. It oh, is. It God, is. We're what? in that stretch. No, we're in that stretch. We're oh, that stretch. for the love of God, we're man. We're really in that stretch, man, of just bad games. But guess what? Next <laughs> Thursday, Monday night should be fine. We'll talk I'm, about yeah, that coming up. Yeah, pump for that one. Uh, big one for our boy Jesse, but starting next week, we got some good primetime games coming up. I think it's... I think it's Bengals, Ravens, fuck yeah, yes sir, yes sir, that'll be great. This one though, I mean, with the defenses, Max Crosby has arguably been the, uh, he's definitely been a defensive player of the year candidate Absolutely, hands down. Everyone moves him up to that conversation with Miles Garrett and TJ Watt and Mike He's special, he's special man. Who was an absolute fucking game wrecker. I don't think he missed a snap last week, Eli, in their win. Um, granted, it was against the Giants, so you're not going to want to go off the field if you're a defensive player against the Giants. You're going to want all the chances you can get to record stats and fucking hit TV, Mr. DeVito. This one's a really weird one. I told you I was all over the Raiders last week. That was a good hit for us. New team, new... The energy there the vibes, is so man. good. It's I even saw Devontae Adams at a basketball game talking to a ref. Um, I'm not sure if it was a college or NBA game, and... And they, he asked him, he goes, like, oh, good to see you guys win and stuff like that. And he goes, yes, yeah, sir, the energy's different pretty much. He's what he's saying. He's like, we're gonna, it's going to be getting a lot better throughout. So I, the, in, the Raiders interest me, but Aiden O'Connell, rookie quarterback against that Jets defense. I know. It's just really, really hard. I like the under. I like over three and a half field goals at plus 105. I mean, both these. Yeah. I just don't think either of these teams are going to be really scoring touchdowns. Give me a Max Crosby sack as well. Yeah, I'd Give love to get on. I mean, it's it's been tough against this defense. I don't like it. I am interested to see on whether uh, Jacoby Myers or Devonta Adams have any success against these defenses. Uh, I mean, DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner have both been pretty good, especially as of late. Ahmed, Ahmed. Yeah, 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 Ahmed. yeah we call yeah, him Ahmed yeah, now. Ahmed <laughs> yeah, fucking clown. I bet his sauce had B-dub slop, yeah, so yeah. I will say sauce, sauce. That sounds fucking fire. Um... Yeah, I, I need to see this Raiders team again before I bet on them. If I had to pick a side, I'm not betting the fucking Jets again, I can promise you that. But uh, I, need, I need to see more out of this Raiders team before I really see. Last week, oh, their, their energy shit. was great. Their, their new head coach, everything, they got them going the right way. But, like, this is a same what I did with Levis last, the last two weeks, where you play them the first week and then you fade them the second week. Um, but... Once again, I'm not willing to bet on the fucking Jets. Absolutely so. not. This is probably a field goal game. Fortunately, this is Sunday nighter, so if I have a good day, I'll, I'll bet something. But probably just the under, or probably just the field goals. This is one that maybe look out on our Twitter or something like that, that 
we'll maybe give out a play if there's any more developments about anything or something that pops out that we like. But anything else for you? Not really. Just riding field goals as well. But yeah. I've kind of gotten away. I'm, I'm a little bit mad at myself on some of these primetime games gotten away with uh, from some of these field goal bets that were just hitting at such a good clip for us that I was doing every primetime game. It didn't matter. I know. And it's just like... Sometimes it's boring betting and field goals, but it's, under and every, it's efficient. If over two and a half field goals and the under in every single primetime game, you would be up a lot. I don't know what the numbers are, but you would be fucking laughing right now. I would argue up, over so. a 75% clip, at least it's on that. Cr- it's like crazy. One, it's been a yeah. lot. It's been too much. So, um, yeah, we're just going to have to... I can't believe the Jags 40... The 49ers and the Jags, how are they not the Sunday night game? It's, it's a crime. It's a crime. Games. It's like, a total it's shame, man. It really is. It's sickening, but we'll move right on to the Monday nighter. Broncos plus seven and a half at the Bills. Uh, Bills are minus three sixty on the money line, and the Broncos are minus two eighty over under of forty seven. Yeah, man. Shout out Jesse. Uh, Broncos. They've turned it around. They've really managed to get the yep. ship right. They're looking better on both sides of the ball. They brought back that big Baron Browning. He's a presence. He's a he's a game wrecker on yeah, the defensive on side of the ball. Count, not even getting full snap. Um, this guy is absolutely wrecking games already. Keep an, keep an eye on him. Um, Jesse told me just to interrupt you. No, no, let yep. me go back. Jesse told me that in the offseason stuff, he was working with the guy that Von Miller always worked. That's with right. Yep. And his trainer, and I mean, and you see similarities. Like they jump off sides, but they get to those QBs, right? And the way they bend their bend their bodies and stuff like that. The guy's special, so definitely keep an eye on that guy if you want to end up trying to play a defensive prop. Expect that guy to at least get after the quarterback with Josh Allen trying to scramble around a bit. Something we keyed in on on the last couple weeks here, had a ton of success with uh, big Javante Williams. The the number has changed for this week. I love it still. It's 55 and a half yards. Still seems low. It still seems they way too low. Gave him a ton of carries He's fucking cooking game. now, man. He's looking really it's healthy. One of my plays of the week for sure. Why love not it. ride that? Last game, they gave him so many more touches and he was just successful. He had one of the better weeks. In the league, especially if you were actually watching yeah. the game and watch the way he runs, man, it's just violent. It's, He's a violent really dude. He'll take bodies he along with him. He them. takes care of the ball. He yeah. doesn't turn it over. He just looks good, man. Last week he had 27 carries, Eli. Now it was for 85 yards, so it was only 315 a carry, but he also had three catches, and they won. He dominated the line scrimmage. He got them the yards when they needed to get yards. That's, and that's right. So important. Like you can't just look at stats. You have to watch these games and follow these trends. And this guy is the guy where they're going to lean on to to close out games, get them short yardages when they need it, and set the tone for their offense, take the pressure off Russell Wilson. The Broncos' defense went from arguably one of the worst at the beginning of the season and letting 70 up on the game. Now that no one's scoring touchdowns. No, they're cooking now, man. They're cooking. They just City shut down yeah, Mahomes. Like, touchdown on these guys. It's pretty crazy, it's man. A, it's a remarkable turnaround. And obviously, we know they had... That's partially due to uh, Browning coming back. We knew these guys had some of the guys from last year with yep. such a good defense. Are they all buying into Sean Payton's systems now? Are they all going... Like, I know there was a tumultuous start, but, like, this fucking... This Broncos team might be kind of rolling. I just... Keep an eye out. They got I God's know. child. I mean, Russell Wilson, a man of God. They're starting to believe, right? This whole team's got that belief now. Russ is starting to cook. I mean, like he's he not throwing for a ton though. of he yards. Up coach Prime to the Halloween Listen, man. It seems like they're they're kind of all buying into that group situation now. One thing I love here. I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but. I think this Josh Allen guy throws a lot of interceptions. Last time I checked, I think he's leading the NFL in INT since 2018. 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bite. I'm a, I'm a drink that Kool Aid. I'm a hit that. I don't even that. think that's crazy. I'm a hit I don't that. even think it's crazy to parlay Josh Allen for a, a rushing touchdown and an <laughs> interception. No, this straight up. Fucked. He's a fucking. I nut. fucking love it, dude. It's great, man. It's great. <laughs> the Bills. This is a huge game for the Bills. Who are the Bills gonna be? Who do they want to be? What kind of team do they want to be? It can't just be Josh Allen throwing the fucking ball to Stephon Diggs. It's that crazy. is their whole offense right now. And their defense, with the injuries they've dealt with, they just, they haven't, they're not able to just disappear on offense anymore and have their defense lean on teams. No, they need it's to not fire the same defense, offense. So man. this is a, this is a kind of line in the sand, like, for both teams, right? If the Broncos can somehow find a way to pull off this win, and then you look back at, at the season, at the beginning of the season, and the Broncos, their loss to um, the Raiders... At the beginning of the season, and then the Commanders, who they got screwed on on that two point yeah. conversion, and they never like, and then the Raiders, they had multiple miss, like three missed field goals or something like that. If they would have won those team games, and they went, they would just be probably be like, holy shit, yeah. the fucking Broncos are, are six. Yeah. So like, don't don't let the numbers just fool you here. I kind of like the Broncos plus seven and a half. I love it, um, man. I love it. This dude. would be something I'll get a lot more comfortable with and look into more. Uh, probably Monday. Sunday leading up will be for me just getting all these bets in and finding my spots and then preparing, obviously, to go and putting all my energy into that Seahawks game. So this will probably be a Monday morning, kind of take a peek at everything and, uh, I just, and look to see what I like. I know Stefan Diggs was just listed on yeah, the injury report. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that. I Keep an eye on that, right? I that's super serious. I think it's maybe just he's a veteran. They're not playing till Monday. Yeah. If he's, you don't really need they, – they, they make stuff up or like, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit sore here. Not they don't make it up, but the team would put on for the report. Sure, like, for you sure. don't really know. And he was limited, so he still did practice. Um so yeah, keep like you said, keep an eye on that. We'll wait for more information. But I mean Listen, I know it's never easy to play in Buffalo for anyone. Like whether all that plays a factor, especially this time of year, but we're seeing two teams trending in two different directions right now, and it's really hard for me to look at a number like seven and a half and not see the value in that. So yeah. I'm I'm with that, and I'm yeah, I'm gonna Bills, ride on that. The Bills maybe the way they've been playing seem like they maybe shouldn't be plus or minus seven and a half to anyone, but they also have the ability to hit Josh the kill Allen switch. Yeah, his career when they win, they win big. Yeah, usually, they do. Right? You, I remember you had that lot. stat. It was a remarkable yeah, stat about how many double numbers, digit wins he had. It was yeah, crazy. It's most of his wins, I think it was like. 70 something percent of his wins were by the double digits, yeah which is crazy so there obviously is that possibility but the way they've been looking and the way the broncos this is a turning point for the future of the broncos i don't even want to just say this season i mean obviously we are no jesse's going to be fully hyped for this one he he believes in this team but this team if they can buy in, if they can get a win like this against a good team it shows that like maybe they can figure things out with russ they can keep things going. They kept all their guys from the trade deadline. Maybe in the offseason they can sign a guy or two. We know those owners got Walmart money. They're putting in that new practice facility. <laughs> yeah. They put in the new grass last week. Sean Payton's first year. like They, they didn't bring Sean Payton in for one no, year they for didn't. a fix. They brought him and Russ in thinking they're going to be long-term guys. So let's see if the Broncos can kind of just start putting together good performances. Wins and losses obviously matter, but it's the way they play and stuff like that. Like, if they can put together some good performances, this Bronco team can be fucking pretty frisky. Yeah, I think they can, man. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I think that's just too many points, man. Especially, like you just said, like, Bills, I mean, like, I I get where you're coming from with that stat, too, and that's a total fair thing to fucking bring up 100%, but it's like, 
they are literally just they don't have an identity, right? Like me and Jesse have talked about this. Me and you have talked about it. I know they win a lot by double digits, but they haven't really been winning lately. So it doesn't help you to win by a lot if you don't win the game, right? So a win's a win, a loss is a loss at the end of the day. So yeah, I don't know. Um, It wouldn't shock me if this Bills team came out and looked good, but it also wouldn't shock me if they really, really struggled or lost this game. Um, To the I was I was low. Sorry, to the Broncos. Um, I was low on the Bills going into this season. I thought maybe they would miss the playoffs, actually. Um, now, granted, my opinion on that was a lot also because I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be with the Jets. And yeah. I thought they were going to be quite good, which I think they showed. No, I'm not talking about the Jets again. I'm no. Not doing this <laughs> no, no. no, but I, I just think that, yeah, this Bills team is, is struggling right now. And this is a, this is a line in the sand. You can't back up any further. Your back's against the wall, and they have to come out, and they have to fucking oh, dominate a team and get things back on track. They can't keep fighting with these bad teams or teams that they're supposed to beat. Not even bad teams, because a lot of teams in the NFL are just good. It's in any given Sunday type of league, but there's games that you just have to win if you want to be a Super Bowl contender, and the Bills are in win-now mode with Josh they Allen are. and stuff. And they are, for digs, sure. Right? Guys aren't getting younger or healthier, so... Um, this is a this is a big test for both teams. It is, man. Um, if I have a good Sunday, I'm gonna be even dropping it on the money line for my boy Juice. I'm gonna be riding with those Broncos with them and hope. I'll hopefully, be on them plus seven and a half. I I'm believe. for sure locking yeah. that on. I'm just saying, if you know, if and things if things Williams go good, yeah, hundred percent. I'm gonna be uh, tossing some play around shit on it. So. I think that wraps it up. This was a great show. I, I know I'm really looking forward to watching that game. Hopefully see you in the crowd at some point with those 12s out there down in Seattle, we Kier. this one bad, man. I hope you guys have a fucking great game. I hope you have a great, season's safe over. travel down lose, there. If we lose this game, season's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is, it is a must-win game. We are the Gridiron Gang Podcast. We are picking winners. We're doing it on repeat. Check us out again. Keep coming back. We'll keep dishing them out. Deuces. Peace.